Ever heard of a podcast where one of the hosts has no idea what's going on? Well, now you have. Welcome to Unprompted, the show where one of the hosts shows up completely unaware of the conversation topic for the episode. From technology to society to history, life, and more, each episode features a unique topic and the hosts unravel the details together using nothing but their background knowledge and past experiences. Hosted by Luke Bogus and Jared Arts, we hope you enjoy today's Unprompted Conversation. We're back. We are back. And, you know, it might sound like over there I'm I'm sitting with a familiar voice, but as a matter of fact, I have a very special guest. I have the most senior mm. PM at a famous San Francisco heavily funded startup, Vile. Wow. And so t- today with me I have Mr. Luke Bogus. What an introduction. Um, definitely most senior, considering when you are the only person. <laughs> definitely not famous, given it is 100 people. But I'm excited to eventually talk about that experience of the new job. And there's so much new going on. I'm in Nebraska, not just visiting, but I live here now for yeah. a while. New job, new uh, schedule for the podcast. We've been doing it very regularly every two weeks, as you've <laughs> noticed. Um so, yeah, new on every front, really. Yeah, it's just a bundle of newness. A gaggle of news. <laughs> yes, a lot of news. I also had a new dinner. I never had, what were those, dumplings? Dumplings, yeah. But, well, not dumplings. When, when you said dumpling, I was thinking, like, you know, dentai fun. I was yeah. thinking, like, Jialong Bao. I was thinking not what we had, but it was fantastic. Luke probably discovered the heritage he didn't know he had and had Czech dumplings with sauerkraut pork and gravy a classic delicious meal it really was good and that's been a good uh, theme for the last 20 episodes we put out because again we we do this every other week uh we uh i come over jared has a great idea for dinner we cook we eat we watch tv we do a podcast and we repeat yeah it's a, it's a nice little nice little theme as and you if, saw it, it's gone really well so far as you've seen yeah right. and if if anchor doesn't get the podcasts distributed that's true it's not our problem that is very true it's definitely anchor's fault definitely yeah. the distributor's <laughs> fault that's got to be the issue but no it feels good to be back feels good to, to run it back with the podcast feels good that we don't have to do the remote setup jank anymore at least for for the next few months but we'll, we'll get into that in the topic but mm-hmm. uh yeah it feels good to be back feels good to have a podcast episode 25 that's yeah. crazy a quarter century we've been doing this podcast <laughs> a quarter of a century <laughs> it feels like it because we've been doing it so consistently yeah. since we began back exactly what a year and a half ago at this point it's been it's been a it's been a minute incredible yeah. but I, I guess we can kind of get right into it i don't think there's any no feedback recently <sighs> yeah i was gonna say i yeah the, the feedback forum has been dying down it's gone from zero to zero so it's been yeah. really tough uh i i know that the listeners were just clawing for another episode so i'm sure this will spark a lot of interest a lot of uh, a lot of outbound a lot of mm-hmm. feedback forms i'm really excited return to hockey stick yes. growth that's <laughs> a, that's our uh, that's our motto for this season yes yes yeah, season <laughs> six or whatever we're on right now <laughs> still season one <laughs> but luke has luke has the topic today i do which he has been just faithfully and diligently preparing for the past two weeks <laughs> for the past two minutes uh <laughs> It's mildly unprompted, unfortunately, because I asked I mean, Jared if it was prompted. mildly prompted. Very true, because it was uh, I vetted it with him about thirty seconds ago. Yeah, but I think uh, 
I think this would be a good podcast. It would be more of our, our theoretical, back to kind of our roots. I feel like if you go through the uh, the podcast themes, it was like tech and business. And then like we were like in our sentimental phase of doing a bunch of <laughs> friendships and life while we were all graduating and moving. And we went back to, you know, the tech and business. And, and here we are. A lot of, a lot of life change. Mm-hmm. Um, so the topic I want to talk about is just go back to one of our episodes about, I'll never forget recording the first podcast I did with you in Seattle. And I was like... I'm excited to leave here and just start something anew and leave Nebraska. And I think I even said on the recording, I'm excited to listen to this a year from now and see how wrong I am. And man, was I wrong. (laughs) But not in a way where like, I don't regret it, but just in a way where like, I think I've come to about just what like, yeah, like post school life, what matters is different. And I think like what, what you seek is often in a lot more places than just than just one. So I, I don't know. I'm excited to talk about like life a year being graduated. Now we're kind of settled in. I've kind of made the return back to Nebraska. If you listeners couldn't have figured that out, I also have a new job, which we'll dive into a little bit. Um, but my first question to you, Jared, is like, I want to hear more about your experience where, I don't know, I feel like a lot of our friends all moved. Mm-hmm. You stayed here. Did you have any thoughts about that and or a year later do you have any are you like man like regrets yeah like (laughs) regrets like are there things yeah tell me more about that i guess i just want to i want to hear your thoughts no no regrets uh i think that at the end of the day i made the right decision for like the situation that i was in and part like part of why it was an okay and correct decision for me was that I had excuses to go to Seattle, to go other places where my friends were. So it wasn't like I just sat in Nebraska the whole time and did nothing, right? At the same time, I don't necessarily think that's a bad deal either. Mm. Like, I was able to get a house. I was able to stay close to my family to, you know, see more of my nieces and my siblings and uh, be close to my now fiancé, who... Uh, was in her last year of school here in Lincoln and is planning is staying here in Lincoln. Um, and so a lot of like the, um, I guess I feel like a lot of times, like what's the benefit of being in Seattle or being in, in like a big city is like, you have this great social scene where you're able to go out and, you know, you know, go out and meet people, you know, a bunch of different people. Um, in a sense, like I was at a point in my life where that wasn't something that was important to me. And I feel like in a, in a way like that, you might have been at that point in your life in a lot of ways, too, where it's like, I'm not really interested in going out all the time and meeting people and going to bars. Um, I'm also, you know, there's I don't, you know, I have a decent set, a, a group that I'm friends with. I don't I'm not dying to go and make new friends necessarily. And so um, I felt like I was like in the right place pretty much the whole time throughout uh, this past year. Um And I also, I just don't really have any regrets. Like, I was able to get my house, start doing renovations to my house, doing things that I enjoy. Um, And so I feel like, yeah, I mean, I think there's always, like, a, yeah, man, I sure wish I could have, I would have just maybe went to Argentina for six months Mm. and worked from there or something. But I don't think there's, like, I wish I would have moved to a different city. Um, Yeah. I I think that I, and I was and am still in the right place. Yeah, uh, a year later, or like, or looking back, do you feel like if you were to explain your life now to like a year ago, you, 
would you be like, oh yeah, that sounds about right? Like, is this like pretty much exactly what you thought it'd be like your letter? Life outside of school, having your own house, doing the things that you do, your day-to-day routine. Like, is it like pretty much expected from what you envisioned? I think it's not terribly unexpected. I think that I would tell my, like, I wouldn't have wanted it to be as stressful as it is now. Just like the way things rolled with work and planning a wedding and, um, and my fiance like transitioning to the workforce and stuff. It's been a lot of stuff and like having a house, which having a house, I don't think is really like people say having a house. It's not, I don't think it's that different personally, but like, I feel like I'm always very stressed at this point in my life mm-hmm. and I don't love that, but I don't, I like my year ago self wouldn't see this as like an unknown or impossible situation. Um, I think that I, a year ago, Jared just would have hoped things would have been chiller. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. Cause, cause I guess what, is it like stress lingering from work? Is it stress like, oh, there's all these house projects? Is it stress of just like... I think it's a culmination of little stresses. Like there's like the stress of performing at work and like making sure you're, you're doing well enough and um, like getting stuff done and maintaining features that you've already um, completed. Uh, there's like stress around like, you know, s- you know, planning for me planning a wedding and getting all that stuff figured out there's stress around like you know there's always some amount of stress and like being in a relationship and supporting another helping another person navigate through life as well um there's stress and like we're helping other family members and stuff there's just all these little stresses Mm -hmm. house projects you mentioned as well and then they all just kind of culminate together into this like constant um bubble of stress uh, yeah that i would love to decrease at some point. Uh, yeah. But that's always very difficult because things, I think it, like a, a important part about life is like things don't stop coming. Mm. Like it's, it's, I think we've talked about this briefly in the past. It's like, you have to think about how you prioritize things because things don't stop. Like you don't all of a sudden have less going on. You just have to figure out like deciding like what's important and deciding what you want to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And I'm still figuring that out so to speak yeah yeah i i agree with you like the little stresses as far as things that were just like a blip on a day timeline are now like the nightly event like for example yesterday you know i worked for like 9 to 6 30 pretty much which was whatever like made dinner had like i did like a facebook marketplace thing like sold my chair um, which is nice but like after that i got back because i had to drop it off like an 8.45, I was pretty tired. I went to bed. And so like yesterday, it's like, well, how do I recap yesterday? Oh, it's like, well, I had to do this Facebook Marketplace thing. So it's like, I feel like the little stresses come in the, in the sense of there's only like a finite amount of time to you every single night. And like that is like filled with like little chores or tasks or like, oh, I need to send this message or do this thing or go grab that thing or go to run to Walmart or whatever it is. And so it just becomes this, like this task list that I feel like in college, like the task list was infinite, but like, life in college is just an infinite task list and the tasks are sometimes personal sometimes they're mm-hmm. based off of you're trying to apply to jobs and sometimes it's school and sometimes it's rso's or organizations on campus and now it's like your task list is work which is just contained in work but then your task list for life you get like three hours every single night to do it mm-hmm. and so that feels infinite because you feel like you're always chipping off this infinite mm-hmm. thing to do list so I, I totally get you and it's like tough because then you have two days in the weekend to catch up for it and then it's just like mm-hmm. You and can the, relax. And like the the three the task list that belongs in the three hours in the weekend is 
arguably, at least to, in my life, more important than the task list that belongs in the work period. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the more important parts, but you have less time to do them. And then you have to like, sometimes there's parts, especially when you work from home. Like I, I feel this like, oh, like, sure. Like realistically, I should wait to do this thing till after I finish work, but I can just do it now. Mm-hmm. And it might make me less stress later because I'm thinking about it now. So I might as well do it now. And then that takes up work. And then, you know, then you get less work done. And um, yeah, and it's just, I think it's also different, like depending on how you think about work, work can bleed in, it can go both ways. Like personal life can bleed into your work life when you're working at home and uh, work life can bleed into your personal life. Like it's, you know, oh, like I know I could do this tomorrow morning, but I also can just do it now. Mm -hmm. And that's at the end of the day, like not a, not a great way to do things. Just letting like letting things bleed can be difficult um, just because it's hard to draw lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think like, so to think back to, I mean, just to recap all this too, it's really interesting. Like when I asked the questions about like, was it, would a year ago you be surprised by how things are going right now? I, a year ago me would be just thrilled that life is what it is right now. In the sense that like what I wanted a year ago was like a work that seems fulfilling and life that's like slowed down and just like normal. I don't have to worry about school and I don't have to worry about like I can just live my life and have all these hours to myself. And like if you look at it on paper and like look at my calendar, it's probably exactly what I've like been yearning for as like a junior or senior. Like I don't want to do this class shit anymore. Like mm-hmm. I want to make money. I want to work. I want to have like an adult life. I want to whatever, whatever. But then it's just like, again, if I would have given that piece of paper to like senior Luke, I probably would have been thrilled. Now it's just like really interesting. It's like, okay, I have the exact life that I figured I had, I would have. And since that, like I work nine to six ish, I have all night to hang out. I don't have any stresses on the weekends, but like living in the moment of it and like actually enduring that schedule. It's been really interesting. Like, I guess the biggest thing that, that I, I got a drink with a friend this last weekend and um, I transitioned to new jobs, which I had mentioned, but he was like, oh, cool. Like, I, I like you're out of school now for a year. Like, tell me, like, I'm sure you've picked things up. Like, I'm, I'm sure you, you've had a lot going on. Like, what, what are some hobbies? Like, what are some things that you've mm-hmm. done? And I'm like, holy hell, what have I been doing? <laughs> like, it makes you reflect. Like, it's so easy just to get in the, you work nine to five and you use like five to nine to cook and recover and then do it again. And then same thing on the weekends. It's like the last thing I want to do on the weekends is like, I don't know, it's almost like a recovery period. And it's like, for that, you fill it with junk times, so whether it be like watching TV, which is arguably a hobby. Watching you fill it. UNL get pummeled in football. Yes, yes, exactly. Like walking into Memorial Stadium every weekend is getting depressed every single freaking time you walk out. Yeah, 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 yeah I feel that. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's, I guess like, it's just, it's interesting how a year later, or senior year me, looking ahead, on paper, it's everything that I was like expecting and like hoping for and looking forward to. Now being here, it's like, huh, that's really interesting. Um, especially when I was in Seattle, like you're in a new city, you're doing all these things, you're working at a big company, like you have, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, it, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm rambling, but like, it's funny how things on paper versus like lived reality of the things on paper can be totally different. Mm-hmm. But I guess one question is, would you have it any other way right now? Like, if you could change, like, one or two things about the life as you're living it right now, mm-hmm. what would you change? That Now, that's that's an interesting point because 
basically when I was on the verge of deciding on this new job, the, the job I have now is everything I was hoping for. And it is like I work longer hours, but the amount of energy I have at nights compared to I did three months ago, like totally different. Like I work longer, but I have more energy because I'm more fulfilled and we can maybe talk about that later. But like, I guess that's what's interesting because now it used to be all oh, these three things about life are kind of weird. Like, let me change one thing. And then you get into that mode of like, you change the one thing and the one thing's better. You dismiss that the one thing got better. And you're like, oh, these two things, like this just suck. And it's like, you have like this perpetual, oh, I can always improve. I can always do better. However, you know, I've changed so much about my life in the last three months. I moved back to Lincoln because I feel much better now that I'm around home, around my girlfriend. I changed jobs. I feel much more fulfilled about the position I'm in, the work that I'm doing. But like four months ago, I had like five complaints. Now I have like three complaints. Like it's equally as like when you dissect it, it's like equally as like, oh man, things aren't as great as they could be, mm-hmm. which maybe is just a testament to the way I think about life. But <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So things I would change, I, I don't, I don't really know. I think the thing I haven't mastered is I've, I've been able to master like after work, closing the book and just ha- like thinking, like turning off work, essentially closing the laptop, cook, hang out, not think about work. Like that's not been the hard part. I think it's more so just like, Getting, we've talked about this on the podcast, like getting okay with just being bored. Like, this is something you've definitely talked about as far as Mm -hmm. like doing monotonous things. I used to equate to like a waste of time. Now it's like, how do you, doing monotonous things is a luxury. Watching an hour of a TV show, luxury. Like, you know, being able to hang out in your nice apartment and make pretty good money and not have to work overnight shifts, like, you know, that's pretty nice, but it's so easy to just, forget those things and it's so easy to like micro look at random things and it's also easy just to complain about random like oh things aren't going well what's not going well oh i don't i don't know like yeah i feel like i could be i, I look look at x person they're doing this and this and this and they have all these stuff to do and they have all these hobbies and whatever and i'm sure that person's like oh look at this guy like it's just i guess what i'm trying to say is like it's so interesting to even when you change things in your life you find other things to nitpick and it's just like, how do you ground yourself in the reality of like, man, things are so much better now than they were two months ago. And like reminding yourself that like, yes, what I'm doing on an evening is just watching a movie and I do that the last three nights. That is okay. Like, cause that's so much better than where it was four mm-hmm. months ago or whatever it is. Yeah. Or even that like realizing, cause I think that one thing it's, that can be like, like a transition from like school to like full-time work is like in school, you just kind of have a lot of time and no time at the same time. Yeah. Like you don't, your life isn't as segmented as it is in work. Like you work and then you have just the evening, but you can, it's easy to like lose appreciation for the time you have in the evening. Because like you said, if you're good at segmenting work in life, which I'm not at all. Uh, but if you are, it's like those hours in the evening are like completely yours. Mm. Like, Especially depending on the job you have. Like, I think we have jobs that we can be dragged into. Not everyone does. But, like, those are those are just, like, your time. Like, you can, you can do whatever you want with it. It's okay to waste that time. Because, like, you don't, you know, you're not required to do anything. Um, whereas, like, in school, like, sure, you have six to nine free this day or every day. But you have homework. Mm-hmm. And you have this other stuff that you have to do anyway. And there can be things about like that with life. Like I think about like wedding planning and it's like, 
yeah, I, I need to, like, we need to do things for wedding planning, sure. But, like, at the end of the day, we're not, uh, we're not really running out of time. Like, we have, we have time to do it. We're going to get it done. It's just a question of, like, when we do it. And it's, it can be stressful. But at the same time, it's, like, you have to, like, appreciate the time you have free mm-hmm. because you have it. Like, it's, it's not, I feel like it's not the case of, like, oh, like, appreciate these three hours because it's all you get. It's like, appreciate those three hours because you do get them. Mm-hmm. Like, they are completely free. You can waste them. You can spend them doing hobbies. You can spend them doing, um, learning a new skill. They're, like, they're completely your time. Whereas, like, when you're in school or any other point in your life before you're working full-time, they are not your time. Yeah. They are school's time, family time, chore time. Um, and you can kind of choose how you want to spend them. Um at the end of the day, which is a very different thing. And you kind of, I, I feel like it's easy to get into this thing of like, oh, I have to do chores here. I have to do you know, this or that thing because I've always just done things in my free time. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, your house doesn't always have to be perfectly clean. Mm-hmm. You can take this time off. You don't always have to do the next thing on your list. Like you can, it's, it's some, in some ways it's more okay to procrastinate. Yes. Um, because a lot of things have much more arbitrary deadlines than they did back in college. Yeah. Like there was a there was a structure to procrastination that was necessary in college and I think in real life there's a lot less of a structure um, a lot of times. Some things need to be done. Like there's no doubt about that. But for a lot of things it's just not as important I feel. Yeah. Yeah, there's no like trade-offs. Like I feel like the trade-offs in college were well, I can go invest my time in my friends or get my homework done. Oh, I can do this homework for this class or I can do the homework for that class. Like, there was always like an alternative. And the alternative now is like, oh, I could do this thing that would help my house. Like, oh, I could do this random chore or I could just sit and watch TV. Like, I feel like that wasn't necessarily an, always an option for me in college. At least that wasn't the way I was wired where it was like, oh, homework or leisure. It was always like, oh, homework or like club thing or mm-hmm. homework or band practice or this homework, homework or, or that homework yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um i was going somewhere with that oh yes i think like because the, the the thing that's really interesting is like when you when you just like self-contain the four years of college like i feel like like we talked about like the days how days work you go to class here then you work on homework for 45 minutes then you go to a club meeting and then you go meet with friends and then everything is structured but like it's kind of like weird context switching between all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you're working towards the purpose of I'm here for four years to get a degree. Like there is something that you're working towards. So I think the biggest thing I've been trying to think about, I'm curious your take here is I've gone so back and forth in this. I don't even have an opinion anymore is like you work for four years to go to get a career, right? Like objectively we do our entire school so we can get a career. And so, you know, you go through all the four years of hell in college to do all the recruiting and all the classes and all the late nights and all these and to build your resume and you finally get the career. Like your purpose is such that you get a career. Now, I have two trains of thoughts here. There's one train of thought where it's like, you know, dive into your career. If you're really passionate about it, you never work a day in your life and you're really good at it. And if you're really good at your job, you go up the ranks and going up the ranks, you get the chance to build generational wealth. And you right. There's like that train of just like follow your passion in the career sense. And then it'll reward you likely monetarily. Then there's the other train of thought where it's like, well, 
your life should be more than just work. Like the, the classic, I don't know, there's some like saying, but pretty much it's like, oh, if you go to this country and you ask them, hey, well, what do you do? In America, it's, oh, well, I'm a financial analyst at this random company. But if you ask them in Europe, they'll say, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a dad of two and like I like to fish. Like they, it's not even career first. It's just very life first. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I know I've mentioned on this podcast is like um, I w- I've always challenged myself. Like if I had to introduce myself with like a minute bio and not include anything about work, what would I say? I still don't have an answer to that. But the interesting thing is like, I feel like maybe that's where like the interesting push pull comes in my mind for, I've like told myself to just discount work. Like, cool. You got to build a life like outside of work. You have to be more than just product management, tech business. And so like, that means like, well, how do you build a life? Well, you have between six and 10 PM every weeknight to build a life. And then it's like, Oh, you're going to watch TV for an hour. You're wasting building a life. You're wasting your purpose. Mm -hmm. But like your purpose can be work, but oh, your purpose shouldn't be work because you shouldn't just work to live and live to work. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if you have an opinion on that, but I think that's like where a lot of the, the, the stress and like optimizing leisure time comes into my mind mm-hmm. where it's like, I feel like I'm discounting work from a sense of purpose. So it's like, well, I need to find purpose. Well, it's my purpose. Well, it can't just be watching the 12th episode of Shit's Creek. Like it's mm-hmm. a great show, but that's not leading towards anything. I'm not being productive. I'm not growing. I'm not, who am I going to be in five years if all I do is just watch TV? Like that's like the, the fear that sets in. And so mm-hmm. it's like, how do you, how do you get away from the mindset that you have to be working towards something to feel like you have purpose or purpose outside the realms of like work or can purpose be work? So I'm going to do a hot take. Let's hear it. You don't need, life doesn't need purpose. Mm. This is a really hot take. I'm excited to hear it. I think that, you know, this isn't like 100% my opinion necessarily, but I feel like we've gotten into this, this, this position in society where it's like, if you aren't successful economically, socially, um, you know, uh, politically, like you failed. Like if you don't find like this grand purpose like a glorious purpose for your life. Like I'm going to be the best software engineer. I'm going to be, um, you know, I'm going to have the most friends and be the best volunteer. Like if you don't, if you don't have this grand vision of like, this is what I do in life and this is, you know, who I am and I'm defined by these actions I've done, then you're a failure. And I think that is like some of the, like the biggest bullshit that has like developed ever because like the truth is is if what you feel is important and what you enjoy in life is let's say you enjoy watching tv you enjoy like going on walks and like you enjoy this or that you don't need to have some grand purpose for life to be like fulfilling and happy right you can just i think i've read some like random instagram posts of like like, if your life is, like, just wandering through life and finding cool things and appreciating them, like, that's as valuable of a life as someone who builds the next great company. Because at the, at the end of the day, it's like, we get to decide what's important to us. And if you don't have this, like, grand purpose, I think that's okay. And I think that's, like, probably in some ways better. Because it's kind of getting around to that point of, like, how do we maintain contentness with our life how like how do we be okay with being bored and part of that i feel is not feel like getting ourselves to a point where we don't have to strive towards a glorious purpose because we can be content with 
life as it exists, if that makes sense. Yeah. That is a hot take. I, it's a very noble take. Do you feel that way? Like, do you feel like, like, I don't have a purpose and that's okay. Or do you have a purpose? Like subconsciously is your purpose to be a great friend, a great, you know, future husband. Like, I mean, those are purposes, but in the, like, not in the clear sense of the purpose that we're trained by society to say, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to be the best product manager. I'm going to be the best, yeah. like, software engineer. I'm going to be the best networker. I'm going to be the best, like, insert whatever productive cause. Like, yeah. is that the way you fill the gap? So I think that that's a, that's a good point. Like, that's a good call out uh, on what I said is that I think that maybe the better way to say it is that our purpose shouldn't be directed towards, I guess, like, outward or, to, or inward, I guess. Um, towards like ingrandizing ourselves in a sense like i think that do i have a purpose or not i don't know if i fully understand that um i guess i'm we're too young to know um but i think that i would say that like i would strive towards my purpose would be towards you know being a good husband being a good friend helping other people and anything beyond that is like whatever like i, I would say that, like your purpose shouldn't be I don't want to say shouldn't because that's the wrong word. I don't think your purpose has to be like, oh, I'm going to develop the greatest charity organization. Like it can be like, okay, I care about people because I talk to my siblings every week and see how checking on how they're doing. And I think that, yeah, you make a good point of like, that can be your purpose. Like that can be your purpose. But I guess what I was, I was kind of speaking of purpose kind of primarily in economic terms, totally which is, what you meant, yeah. yeah, which is, uh, incorrect for my part. No, I, no, I, I totally, I totally know what you mean. I guess maybe more so what I mean is like, have you ever done the exercise to say, I'm going to be purposeful. Like my purpose is to be a good sibling and therefore I'm going to do these things. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's, what's the difference between like business career, self-development purpose versus just like being a good person. Purpose is like you would define the former, you don't really define the latter. Like, I feel like I've never been like, I'm going to be a good boyfriend to Jess. Therefore I'm going to do these eight tasks a week and I'm going to check it off and put it on my to do it. Like you don't do that. But like yeah. with career, I feel like that's the thing. It's like, well, to be a good PM, I need to read articles. And I need to go to events. And I need to do this thing. Like, but because it's not so defined and straightforward, mm-hmm. I feel like it feels like it's less valuable. Cause it's just yeah. like something in the background. And I think that it should be, like, very strong that you shouldn't do, like, a checklist yeah. for those things. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, if you if, if I said for Michaela, I want to be a good fiancé, so I'm going to do these things. Well, I think it's, like, the difference is, like, I'm not getting paid to do that. Like, right? And so, like, if I, like, if I fail to do one of those things, then I'm, an, I, I would, and not everyone, but I would feel pretty shitty about that. You know, like I failed, not only did I fail at being a good developer, maybe in a, a career sense, I failed at being a good fiance. Mm-hmm. I failed at being a good person. So when you put this list of, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And I will say like, I do sometimes make those lists and try to check them off in like a personal capacity. And it's dangerous because what you end up with is, sure, you might get everything checked off, but if you miss one thing, like... You, you kind of feel like a completionist. Like, it's not like, oh, I have 10 things. I did nine of them. I'm 90% a good boyfriend or I'm 90% a good fiance. It's like I did nine out of 10 things and therefore I'm terrible, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, it's easy to like get into this negative state. So it's hard. 
I think it's hard to like not get in that mindset because we're so trained with like a purpose needs to be defined. Maybe that's where I was going with this. Like the purpose mm-hmm. doesn't have to be defined, um, right? You can just you're like like you don't even need to necessarily have a measure of success. Like you you won't be able to measure success in a lot of these what I would consider more important facets of life until you're 70 years old and you can look back on it and then you can be concerned or happy with how you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Like I think, I think the thing I'm trying to wrap my mind around is like the most important things that you do shouldn't be defined. And it's interesting how, like, that's me what I'm trying to reflect on is like, if I were to go the next three weeks, do what I mentioned earlier, like go to work, make some dinner, watch TV, go to bed, repeat, kind of just hang out in my house, maybe go on a few walks on the weekends. Yeah, I'll go see watch Nebraska football, whatever. I do that for three weeks. I feel good. And then at the end of the three weeks, I reflect. I'm like, man, what did I do this month? And then I always just discount everything that I did. Even though like when you break it down, it's a lot of hobbies, right? It's like, oh, well, I went to Omaha for a little bit, which was kind of cool because I did mm-hmm. it with my girlfriend and I really like her. Oh, I watch TV. Well, I do like enjoy watching TV. So it's something I like to do to clear my mind and it's more fun. Oh, I guess I watched Nebraska football. I am a Nebraska football fan. Like you can backtrack your way into like, oh yeah, like this is the things that I like to do. And these are my hobbies because these are the things that I gravitate towards when I have free time. Therefore, mm-hmm. these are my hobbies versus... Yeah, it's easy to get to the point, at least for me, I get like three or four weeks into this, this, you know, way of life. I reflect, I say, oh, I'm not pushing myself. I'm not, this isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be pursuing this higher order thing mm-hmm. versus just, oh, you're enjoying yourself and you're not doing anything productive between five and 9 PM. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like you're wasting it. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, I don't know. It's like, I think it's might be just the way my brain is wired. Um, I'm curious if like you ever feel that way. Like, do you get to a point where you're like, man, these last four weeks were really good. Okay, well, why were they good? Oh, well, I didn't really do anything other than, and then you proceed to list like eight things that you enjoy doing. At least that, that's how like my mind works. Like I just, and then I go ahead and discount all of those. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not good enough. Like, oh, talking to my friends, not, nah, nope, not, not productive or whatever. Like I backtrack my way into like <laughs> brainwashing that my, my time isn't well spent. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess I'll start by saying I might say cool things, but that doesn't mean I do any of them. Hmm. So, which is I, an interesting, we can talk about that after though. We continue. Yeah. yeah. Like I definitely like, even though I think that this is the way it should be, doesn't mean that it's the way I do it. Maybe it's, I believe it's the way it should be because I realize that the way I do it is not great mm. because I definitely would say like, if I spend three weeks not getting anything done, but you know, maybe enjoying things or even one day, like I spend an evening and even like during that evening, like I'm watching a show I like to watch. It's like, I'm watching that. And I'm like, like, what do you do? Like, mm-hmm. why are you not like three years ago, you had this business idea. Why are you not doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, why is your 3D printer not hooked up to your computer and doing something right now? <laughs> I see it over there. <laughs> it's not hooked up. <laughs> it's so, I think that it's so easy to, and I, and I feel like part of this is like, you've we've lived these lives up to this point. And throughout, let's say the past five years, or even six years, seven years, we've accumulated a number of things we've wanted to do at different points. And if we don't forget those, then at every point where we're like, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm relaxing. It's like, what about that thing senior year of high school that you thought you might do? Like, you have time to do it right now. And so it's easy, like I said, yeah, I think it's super easy to just slip into this this thought of like, I'm not doing anything important. Uh because I'm not doing these things that I once thought I wanted to do. 
But at the end of the day, it's like what's important is like what keeps you going, right? Like you know, there's nothing that says like, oh, I need to, at one point I wanted to learn the guitar. I still feel somewhat bad about myself for not knowing how to play the guitar. It's like, but that doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I might've wanted to do that at some point, but like continuing to feel like that's an important thing to do is like a waste of my time yeah. because I will get no benefit at this point in my life from learning the guitar probably. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's kind of like in order to live like this, where you like accept that you can enjoy life as it is, is like partially like letting go of this requirement of doing all the things you once wanted to do mm-hmm. because you might not want to do those anymore. And the only thing that is trying to like push you towards doing these things is this guilt of not doing them in the past. Yeah. Again, yeah. not saying that this is how I live my life. Just saying it's, it's probably thera- better. It's therapeutic to think about. You're right. Like there is something to be said about like putting things to rest and like a great example for me is like, uh, being a musician. Like I played percussion since fifth grade. I haven't even touched my practice pad and my drumsticks in a year. And I'm like, Oh man, I should definitely get back into that. And like, whenever I have like a Saturday afternoon where I have four hours of nothing to do, I'm like, ah, should I do it? And I'm like, ah, I don't really want to. And at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, I, why didn't I just play drums for now? Like I've been doing that internal battle for the last like 18 months. <laughs> so yeah, there's something to be said about, yeah, like I, I loved to play music. I did that all throughout my middle school, high school, college, mm-hmm. and it was a blast. That was a fun phase of life, period. Yeah. No more guilt, like, oh, I should pick it back up, or oh, I was such a good drummer, I should continue to do it. Mm-hmm. That that not only goes for like things that you used to do, but like, yeah, things you want, you want to do, like you said. Also, like friendships as well. Like, I feel like there's definitely some friends that I've been like holding on to from like, you know, high school, early freshman year. That's like, oh, I should definitely keep them around or whatever. Like, oh, like they're 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 nice. Like we we enjoyed our company six years ago. Like I'm sure it's still the same today. And so what happens is then you get like, you know, a pool of like 80 people that you all treat the same. But really, you only care about the top five percent and the other 95. It's like, eh, you know, if you were in my life, I mean, that'd be great. But if not, like that, it's also fine. And so like, what happens is then you like over-index on all of them. And you just like kind of treat everyone poor. Mm-hmm. And then like the top 5% that you actually want to be friends with, you also treat equally as the bottom 5% mm-hmm. because you're just, you know, you, you don't lay things to rest and say, mm-hmm. oh, that was a great friendship for the first two years of college. Now I need to like, you know, phase of life. We haven't talked to each other in four years. Lay it to mm-hmm. rest. If I see you at high V, rather than saying, oh, we should grab a drink, just say, it was great seeing you. Yeah. And if I see you again in three years, it's awesome. If I don't, that's also awesome yeah. because we've, we've lived our experience. It is what it is. I laid it to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes to like hobbies too. Like yeah. your 5%, 90%. Like if you hold on to 90% of the things you've always wanted to do and try to like guilt trip yourself into doing them, it's going to drag down the 5% of things that you actually enjoy doing now. Because mm-hmm. let's say that one hour that you spent, pl- you would spend playing on your drum pad, like, are you going to enjoy that as much as marching at the Oklahoma game um, yeah. when you were in college? Probably not. And, like, would you rather go on a walk with your girlfriend at this point? Maybe. Like, And so I feel like it's a, it's this, yeah, it's like this balance. Um, but also, like, there's another point of, like, these old hobbies, like, you can lay them to rest and they might come back in the future. One thing... I don't know if you knew this, but my mom played quads at, in the UNL marching band. That's sick. I had no idea. And that then, is so cool. Yeah. So she was, and she, yeah, she played Whoa. at the marching band and she was in percussion. And then she like taught my brother how to play drums and then he <laughs> played drums. But it's like, you, you might like these things might come up again in your life, but there's always like, they don't, 
not everything always has to be part of your personality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I've challenged. Like, oh, what do you do? Like, oh, I'm a runner. Well, I don't run as much as I used to. Like, I once was a really big runner. And now I'm like, I feel obligated to yeah. like, continue to run all the time. Yep. Um, like, one of the first things you asked me when you got here was, how is a half marathon training going? That's true. And it's like, fine, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, I, I'm not running every day like I feel like I should be. Um and maybe it's because it's not that important in my life. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm failing in my duty to run. It's just, <laughs> it's just like a, it's a difficult thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And like another really interesting thing, going back to like the job switch, I think another big thing that I challenged, like it was really hard for me to work through is people like I, I perceived onto you that you are a runner. Therefore, you have to perceive onto me that, yes, I am indeed a runner. Mm -hmm. And then so in your free time, it's like, well, all these people think I'm a runner. What should I do? Well, I should go run. And if yeah. I don't, and Luke brings it up, then I'm going to feel bad. Like, yeah. that same train of thought I had for quitting Microsoft. I was like, for the last three years, I was the Microsoft guy. I was a guy from the Columbus that worked at Microsoft. Everyone I've talked to, which is a privilege, how is Microsoft? Now it's like, oh, I actually, I don't work there anymore. And so, like, immediately, I'm like, I let that person down. I yeah. give a shit less about the person that I ran into that I haven't talked yeah. to in three years that happened to know that I worked there. Like, so it's interesting how this also translates to because of your past, they, and especially in adult life, when you don't run into people on a daily basis. In college, like, you ebb and flow, your personality changes, but, like, you're around all these people every day because it's all in the dorm, it's all mm -hmm. in college, you're around. In adult life, when you see people from your hometown, when you see people from college, you haven't seen them in eight months, what they remember of you is that version of you? Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, you've personally laid to rest a bunch of things about yourself. They haven't. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, cool. How's Microsoft? Well, okay. For the 12th time, I'll have to explain. Yeah. You didn't know this, but I explained it to 11 people. You know, you're the 12th person. Or like, how's drumming going? Well, I feel instantly bad. Well, I haven't done it for two months. Now I have to yeah. portray on this idea that like, so I don't know. It's interesting how it's it goes round and round and round again. Even if you personally lay it to rest, the people that you then run into on the streets you haven't talked to in two years, like... They just remember this box. And then, like, there's this guilt, or at least for me, there's this guilt of, like, oh, yeah, shit, I was great at drumming. I should pick it up. And then it starts all again. And I, like, bring it back to life. And I think about, well, what would it look like if I started doing more drum stuff on the side? What if I taught a high school? Like, no, I put it to rest. Like, that's mm -hmm. not really my hobby anymore. Like, it used to be I was great. I enjoyed it. Whatever. It made me happy. Now, I don't. Here are the things I enjoy. Regardless if Sue comes up to me and says, oh, like, are you still doing drumming stuff? Uh, no, I'm not. And be okay with saying that mm -hmm. versus just like instantly feeling guilty and trying to backtrack into, oh yeah, shit, I was really good at that, wasn't I? Yeah, it's kind of like, I feel like in a way it's like in relationships sometimes people, you can like form in like an idealized version of the other person mm -hmm. that then you like get let down because they like, they're not perfect, right? And like, especially that can happen early on in a relationship. But, and it's like in the same way, it's like, you let other you form this idealized version of yourself that you believe other people see. Mm. It's like I I believe everyone sees me as this runner. And so or you know, I believe everyone sees me as, you know, someone who's always reading or something. And so I need to do my best to get close to that god image that people might have of me, mm -hmm. like this fake, you know, charade so that yeah, like when they ask me about my life, I can as closely as possible conform to their idea of what mm -hmm. my life is so that I don't disappoint them. Yes. And I think that that's such a hard thing to do. And like you, you think, do it like in work, like you mentioned Microsoft. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, some people, maybe you're not like, you don't love work. 
for example. Like, it's just not a super important part of your personality, which is fine. And people might constantly, like, this comment, like, how's work? Like, are you promoted? Are you getting, you going along? And it's like, at the end of the day, it's just like, a, you might just be like, I don't really care about work. But you can't say that yeah. because that's not how you feel other people think about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might, you might feel like they'll think badly about it. So it's like kind of being okay, learning how to be okay, being, not being the person that other people have built you up to be is like something that could be valuable in life Yeah, that I can't say that I understand or know how to do. Yeah. I definitely don't understand and know how. And I will say like, it's been a good practice of this whole all at once moving from Seattle, starting a new job, like moving with my girlfriend, like a bunch of like life things have been happening, which I'm super grateful for. The first time somebody, I, I moved back here and somebody said, well, what are you up to? How's Microsoft? Like, I just like crumbled. I was like, how the hell do I explain everything that's been going on? And I think I came to the conclusion at first. I was like, I over-explained it. And I was like, oh, well, there's this thing. And like randomly, like Jess is still going to school. And it's like, that person doesn't really care. And so, yeah, it's definitely, I think this whole move has helped me desensitize from the fact that like people actually do care about what's going on. Because here's the thing. People say, well, how's work? you say that to anyone, right? Like, do you really, like for me, the last like 10 people I've asked how work was other than you, like, did I really care what they said? No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's interesting how when you're on, when you're on the receiving end of it, you think that they really care about like what you're about to say. Mm -hmm. When you're on the giving end of it, it's just like, it's just conversation. It's like, if you put yourself in the shoes of like, they're also thinking that it's just conversation and they really don't care. Like that helps. The second part is, yeah, I think just like getting to a point where once you're like when you're in college, like all your moves are tracked. Like every day you see people, if you go to class or not, like if you did homework or not, if you got the internship or not, everyone knows. Like in life, that's just not the case unless you tell people. And so it's like, what if you just didn't tell people? What if people asked and you told them and you didn't really care what they had to say? Like that's something that I feel I agree with you. It's like easy to say, hard to do, but it's forced me to think a lot about that in the last couple months moving back here and like I don't even go through the burden of trying to explain stuff. I just say, yeah, actually, I just I started a new job, moved back to Nebraska, and I really enjoyed it so far. And that's pretty much all I say. Because it's like, I don't really care to explain it to you. And it doesn't really matter if you're really happy for me, if you think it's weird. Like, it shouldn't really matter. But that mindset, I definitely, definitely would not have had a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like, for me, like, I still, yeah, like I said, like, I might say that this is the way that might be good, but it's not the way I live. Like, I still very much, like, feel burdened by this, the view that other people might have of me and the view that I pretend to have of myself. And I feel like that it's, it'd be, like, a valuable thing not to do, but not an easy, like, change to make. Like, I feel like, I, I, you know, for me, at least, going all throughout school is like, okay, I need to do all these things. I need to be successful. And that hasn't gone away just because I feel... I feel like there continues to be things to do, things that are expected of me um, that are just, you know, and who knows when that will, how long that will go, maybe the rest of my life. I mean, based on this podcast, you'd hope that I would take my own advice, but I think that any advice like that, it's easier to say than to do, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think one last, one last note, I think where, where a lot of this inspiration of this topic came from, which really wasn't a topic. It was more just like a therapy session. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, it's so funny I'll, this person will never listen to the podcast, so I'll just say it. Like, I was scrolling through uh, a social media site today, and they mentioned, like, they did a, 
it was on LinkedIn. LinkedIn uh, had like a message like, oh, welcome this person. Here's what they do. Here's what they're up to. And their quote about like, oh, like what I like to do in my free time. It's like, I love scuba diving. As a matter of fact, I'm getting my scuba diving certificate. And like immediately I was like, damn, like why, why aren't I like having something where the thing that I do means something so that when I tell other people, like, that, like that's not really the way my mind works. It's like I can't wait to tell this brag to this person that I did mm-hmm. this thing. But like, there was something to be said about little things like that. Where like, oh, I got my scuba diving license, and then oh, I do this side hop. Like, just doing things out of pure leisure feels so foreign because it always feels like, oh, I'm gonna, I like scuba diving. I'm gonna get a sort of like certification from the certification. I'm gonna teach. Therefore, people ask me what I do. I say I teach scuba diving. That's fucking sick. Oh, I enjoy woodworking. I'm gonna woodwork. And I'm gonna make desks. I'm going to make desks. I'm going to sell the desks. Therefore, oh, I have a side business where I sell desks to people. That's mm-hmm. fucking sick. Luke, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> I watch TV. Oh, cool. Like, right. And so I don't know if it's just the people that we slash I surround myself around that like, that's the outcome of a lot of people's mm-hmm. hobbies. It's like, I do this thing and it leads towards this side hustle, this productive thing, this outcome, this certification, this license, this really cool fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And then like, I look inward and I'm like, man, like, I don't, so I don't know. But I think what's important is like, so I make desks. We're huh. sitting at one. <laughs> Interesting. What that example came from? But like, does my making desk bring me any more joy than you're watching TV? Because like, you could say like, oh, maybe making desks is something you can brag more about. I don't really think it is. Like from being, maybe being on the other side of that. Like if you were the person making scuba divers, maybe they're getting their scuba, diver, scuba diving certification so that they have something to talk about because they feel like everyone else is better than them. Yeah. Right? So maybe, like, I'm making this desk because I feel like people will judge me if they walk downstairs and see only one desk. Right? It's it's like a... Um, this, like, I'm not... I'm not doing this because I actually want to do it. I'm doing this because I, I, I'm embarrassed by what people might think if I don't do it. Mm. If I don't have something. And it's like... Like, you, like, going back to what you said. Realistically, no one cares. Like... You have a, like, you read that, they have a scuba diving thing. Like, you probably read that and were like, sweet. And then you kept scrolling. Yeah. And then something else caught your attention. And, yeah, I think that at the end of the day, it's like, you do things, you need to make sure that you're doing things because you want to do them and not because you want other people to be impressed by them. Yeah. Because I don't think people really get that impressed by what you do. They're more likely to just get jealous mm-hmm. than be impressed. And... Maybe there's some feeling I know I sometimes have where you kind of want to make people jealous. Like, oh, this guy's so cool. Um, but at the end of the day, that just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't get you anywhere in life. Like, it doesn't make you happy. It doesn't yeah. fulfill you. Um, it's just like this. It's kind of like, you know, it's like the drinking alcohol to the going to therapy of, like, you're doing this thing to, like, make other people like you when really you should learn how to be happy with yourself. Mm. And you're like it's like the the band-aid that's not the cure yeah you're right in the sense that like because my gut reaction when you said like oh don't do stuff because you think it'll impress other people my mind went from i don't do things to impress other people it's literally not why however i go back to thinking what is purpose i don't know if i've ever had an inward purpose it's almost like my purpose is that of what other people think are valuable Mm -hmm. so it's like if i were to 
that person were to say, oh, I'm getting my scuba diving certificate, and people are like, whoa, that's so sick, like, that's so dope, tell me about it, whatever, that across 10, 15, 20 people, then you think like, oh yeah, that's, that, that, is, that is pretty cool. If you have that same thing and you tell 15, 20 people and they're like, eh, whatever, and they dismiss it, would your opinion about getting a scuba diving certificate change? Like, mm-hmm. would your purpose of like, I'm doing this because I really want to change? And so I feel like that's maybe the piece where it's interesting, where it's like, about your point about people don't really need purpose. It's almost like, because other people don't think that watching TV is valuable, other people don't think, like other people think that watching TV is a waste of time because it's an opportunity to cost them doing things that could mm-hmm. do X, Y, and Z. That instilled onto me makes me think. Therefore, I'm doing things because I think other people think, right? Maybe the, the, the thesis needs to be, we don't need other people's purpose. Mm. Because I feel like a lot of what we do is based around fulfilling other people's purpose for us. And so, like, we don't want to, like, watching TV isn't valuable because other people don't think that's our purpose. Mm. But ultimately, other people don't get to assign our purpose to us. Like, part of your purpose could be enjoying TV that someone else worked hard to do and appreciating that. And then the other, another part could be making dinner and enjoying just doing that. And part of your purpose might just be relaxing. And part of your purpose might be work. Like you do work and it's, you enjoy it. Maybe it's even important to you. But like, I think one of the things it's like, for me, it's like, I think it's important. I feel like it's important for me to be a good developer, but why? Like, as long as I don't get fired, does my life really change if I'm a good developer or an average developer? If I do a lot or if I do a little, like at the end of the day, that's probably not going to make me happy. And in some sense, I could even admit right now that I do it because I want other people to be impressed with me. And I want them to talk about me and be like, wow, that guy's good. And like talk behind my back about how good I am. And that's like fundamentally unhealthy, I think, mm. because that's not, that's not my purpose. I'm trying to have other people assign purpose onto me, which is then like a cycle. Yeah. Cause then it's validating and you're like, yeah. oh shit, like, I gotta, keep I gotta going. keep doing it. Yep. Otherwise they'll think I'm all like, something's wrong with me now. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Any, any final thoughts there? We're, we're over our arbitrary limit of time well luke i'm looking at the last 10 podcasts we did and our arbitrary limit of time is oh wow we did creep up that's oh, okay it's it's been up there it's yeah been it's been there. an hour 20 that was that, that was uh that was the looking back episode yeah that's a good one that's impressively close the last two were exactly an hour and 10 minutes yeah exactly so we have 15 minutes <laughs> we have 15 minutes to kill <laughs> and, no yeah. i think i think i have i think what I just said there probably is my closing thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that we could ramble on saying the same things over and over mm-hmm. for the next 10 hours, but we don't need to impress other people with our longevity. Damn straight. <laughs> Damn straight. No, I think it's a good exercise too. Like it, it's, it's therapeutic to say out loud because it forces you to reflect or at least it forces me to reflect and be like, yeah, like I could decide, dissect the last three weeks and the amount of time I spent on certain activities and feel bad about certain things or I could live life and prioritize the things that I think I like. And if I think I like, and then two weeks I decide, eh, I want to reprioritize, that's okay. Because I think that's the other thing. That's just, um, like, not to ramble off into more topics to talk about. <laughs> but um, I had a, had a fun conversation with my girlfriend's dad, uh, like, a week or two ago. And he was talking about, like, he was in the Navy for a bit. Then he was, like, a project manager at a certain place. And he was, like, a trainer for, like, a nuclear site at some place. And he did this. And he did that. And, like, to him, these are all just blips on his radar and to us it's like man i wasted the last three four weeks that's crazy he talks about these things i was like oh how how long did you do that training gig he's like oh i did it for about five years 
I'm like, five years! Like, five years? It seems like so long. Yeah. But then you realize, you're like, once you're there and you have that perspective of being in your 60s and whatever, like, events are just a blip. But, like, when you're in the now, it's like, man, I've just wasted the last two weeks. Yeah. That sucks. It feels so bad. But, like, you know, in 10 years, 15 years, college is going to be a blip. Right now, it feels like it was an eternity. And yeah. And me watching TV, like, is, I'm going to look, like, I don't know, like, me being productive for, like, four straight weeks on this thing, like, is that mm-hmm. just going to be a blip? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, that's another podcast episode of, like, um, basing ourselves in the time frame that we're living mm. and, like, how, like, we talked about it in the span of whole history, but, like, just in, like, a context of a single life, like, how, like, our idea of time is wrong and, like, we are not old and we think that we are and we're running out of time and we have hardly begun. Um, I think that's a really good point of, like, yeah, will you remember that you wasted, you know, 10 hours this week watching TV when you could have done things productive? No, because you're not even going to remember what shows you watched in this decade mm-hmm. when you're 60. Like, you you might remember, like, one thing, right? And so I think I think that it's... That's a really good point. A really good thing to end on. Yes. Some, some for the listeners to ponder. Yeah, pon- they, ponder, ponder, send in that feedback. Yes, as they wait very shortly for our next episode that will yeah, surely be... Likely we can make it. We can... We just need to... That is true. I... I, I feel good about this one. I, you know, I've said that the last eight times, but this time I feel very good about our opportunity to do this in two short weeks. Yeah, for sure. Or sooner. But wow, what a, what a, what a great wrap up! But we can't we can't end without a couple things. One, plugging the highly frequented website that is unpromptedpod.com. The massive influx of uh, traffic that we get um, sometimes takes the site down, or sometimes the site just goes down just because but the site is live it is live and what that means is that the feedback form is live as well if you go all the way to the bottom we would love to hear your thoughts hear your opinions send in the next podcast topic uh, we will definitely give you a shout out so please for the love of god unpromptedpod.com <laughs> <laughs> but not only do we have to do the website plug we have to do the Jared shows off his amazing history skills plug as well. No, they haven't been they haven't been exercised. That that is true. So I gotta give you uh I gotta rip roar one to you. I gotta think of a good one. Gotta think of a good one. There's really no references this episode to any certain usually like I can draw inspiration from a time or a place that we talk about during the episode. Mm-hmm. Can't uh can't think of one right now. I will um I will say you still own Vincent five dollars. You know, you were on Google Drive while I was talking there. I was getting a little nervous that that's where we were going. Um, I, I am very aware that Vincent is owed money, and uh, and I need I need to do that. Okay. Well, that. just wanted before we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that might honestly that in that email where I got the response might still be unread in my inbox. Wow. It might. And Luke says he cares about you guys. <laughs> hey now <laughs> our biggest most faithful listener I, I definitely owe you a good ten dollars history is there somebody I'm trying to figure out like purpose we know about people this is going to be an interesting one I don't even know if it makes sense as a question we know about people whose like purpose was like you know Mother Teresa and like oh like war heroes like their purpose like when you look back it's like oh they did this thing like is there anyone that's like super famous either for no good reason or just like is low key famous for things that like typically aren't like a high purpose endeavor? Like I'm thinking about like, 
oh, people that like had a huge scientific discovery, like they're known in the history books. And oh, people that like were the commander of this really great war, like they're known in the history books. Is there some like really weird thing or some super unknown person that's like, oh yeah, shit, they actually did this really cool thing. Or like, you know, I don't know what's the, what is it? Da Vinci, like the artist that like, or somebody like basically like 200 years later, you look back like, oh, like their life was shit. Oh wait, they were actually onto something. Oh wait, now they're like they're the most acclaimed artists in like, the history of the world. Like, is there anything that like that train of thought where, in the time, maybe they thought that they were squandering and their life was nothing, and now we look back and we're like, oh shit, that person was onto something, or oh shit, like actually that person changed the world and they didn't even know it because they died two hundred years ago. I think that's a really hard question because I guess I guess the, the long and the short of it is I'm sure that there is but I don't know if I know specific names around things. But I think that it's like, sometimes we can flame, like, like if you think about like any artist, like Van Gogh, for example, like, did he, he committed suicide, I think? He, he wasn't like wildly famous during his life. Like a lot of the famous artists, like they weren't like, they weren't like rock stars are today. Um, some of them were struggling through life. A lot of them were poor, at various parts and eventually they might have hit it big but like they weren't always like a lot of ways they were like doing things they loved and like in in maybe even a more better example is like a lot of the philosophers who like kick-started the european enlightenment like in coffee shops and in like uh, bars around around europe and specifically in paris like they were just kind of losers who were just thinking like you know like college kids sometimes do and their ideas ended up being very impactful. But at the time, they likely were seen as just, you know, a lot of them were might have been seen as dangerous, wasting their time, not, you know, not endeavoring in, you know, theology and science as they should have been. Um, but I don't have a definite answer for you. I think there's a lot of it throughout history. And there's also just, like, people who made serious impacts on their small parts of the world, like that one person in the village who decided a new way of organizing how they um, harvested corn might have been made a huge impact on that village and the mm-hmm. social life, but isn't remembered historically, right? And so I think that, I think it's very common, but by the nature is probably not super well known. Yeah. So kind of a cop-out answer. Probably the no. most cop-out answer of all, any there's been on this show. It, it, it might be, but it, it's still a good answer. It, it, it's still a good answer in the sense that it, I think it goes back to our theme that I don't think you have to outwardly change the way that humans do X mm-hmm. to have a purpose. Like your purpose could be mm-hmm. make those around you and, feel better. And I don't need to aspire to this purpose of being a historian that has been placed upon me. That is right. It's okay to say I don't know. That is right. What, a, what an apt episode to, uh, to break out of that mold, Jared. <laughs> very, yes. very prophetic indeed. Well, I think that... This has been a wonderful reunion. Yes, it has. And, I mean, on the dot, as it has been in the past, several months, Mm. in two weeks, another episode will grace your feeds. You know, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Assuming they don't go down as they have been recently. Assuming assuming that we don't get canceled. (laughs) That is very true. In two weeks, you, uh, you will be graced, indeed, listeners. All right. Well... See you guys later. Talk soon.